Whoa! What a final episode to the So Football season. We start out with Ab, Ross, Kevin, and Sasha. Then some guys had to drop off. Then Ab and Ross talk about UCLA for a while. Then Uncle Bruce joins to rehash the Super Bowl again. Then Dave comes on and Ab and Uncle Bruce leave. It's 65 minutes of madness and we hope you enjoy. Come on, baseball, figure it out and get a deal done. Um, welcome everyone to the final episode of So Football for the 2021-22 season. Uh, you're joined by Ab, Sasha, and Kevin with Dave to join later and Uncle Bruce to have his own episode later in the week. Um, the Rams won the Super Bowl and it was a pretty good game, I think. Um, Were you watching Ab? the same game I was watching? Ab, <laughs> how was your Super Bowl, Ab? I enjoyed it because it was close. You know, it wasn't a blowout. But, you know, I thought the Bengals would make a nice comeback right at the end. And, you know. Yeah. It does feel like we got cheated out of an even better ending. So, the, it was the uh, best, the it was Rams the best were good. they could pay for. Now, where? Why are you? <laughs> what's, with the, what's with the fix? Why is the fixing, Kev? Well,. We know that the, the NFL was behind the Rams coming to L.A., right? We know that's the case. Okay, that's, there's no, that's not even a, a, a hidden secret there. They built a $2 billion stadium. They hold the Super Bowl there. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the game, where the referees weren't involved in the game, all of a sudden they got involved in the game. Right. And you, can, you cannot tell me that that was not totally set up just to make sure the Rams win. I mean, it did look a little suspect uh, with those like three penalties in a row. But also, you know, the Bengals got away with one, a, a major face mask penalty that led to a touchdown. But they didn't see it. That's my point. That, that, I, I made that comment during the game is there was no referee beyond the receiver and the defensive back. So that's not getting away with one. You get away with one if someone sees it and they don't call it. Right, but no one saw it. It was no, a totally no. You get call. away with you get away with one when you do it and no one sees it. No, but but what I'm saying is not the when they see it and don't call it. Exactly, then that's a crooked yeah. ref. Exactly, but I mean that's that's that happens a lot in the NFL, and this is what I mean. It was crazy. Like all those flags, all of a sudden. I mean, it, it looked like the, you know, like yellow shoes out there. All it was like the Packers showed up. <laughs> Sasha, Sasha, what was your take on the refereeing? Um, well, I was watching the game and I got bored and I started. <laughs> so, that too. You know, you know, I it wasn't a. I don't actually disagree. I think that that maybe in the last quarter when I was cooking, I could hear yelling from Carrie, who was very into the game. She was excited. But up until then, it wasn't a great game. So I kind of tuned out. It, I, I don't know. I just didn't really enjoy myself. It wasn't as good as the six games the last three weeks. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, the games before this were so much better than this game, which is usually the case with any, any championship game. The, so. the, sec, the second half consisted of one play at the start of the half and one play towards the end of the half that was kind of suspect. 
So yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing happened in between. It was like the most boring. It's like third and four, most it of was fourth a lot quarter. Of, I mean, up until that Rams final drive, I think um, there were seven drives that ended by punt. There was basically no scoring for a really long time. There were a lot yeah. of three and outs. But the Rams had lost a major weapon with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. And also the Rams defense was playing really well. So neither team could really move the ball after that um, uh, Cleveland uh, Cincinnati touchdown um, to start the second half. So, you know, it, it was it was kind of like a stalemate there for a little while. But then Los Angeles turned it on and then we were set up for a great finish with McPherson ready getting warmed up on the sidelines i was thought for sure um kevin's kevin's guy mcpherson was going to kick a game tying field goal right there and then you know they just he couldn't get in they couldn't get into field goal range and uh you know too bad i would have loved to see overtime yeah, yeah it would have been good there would have been, there would have been a certain symmetry to it if it, if it followed all the uh the uh the pl- the uh the plot of the previous games which is like you know field goal ties it we go into extra time the whole the whole bullshit of like coin toss happens you know what i mean it's like it's already happened twice i was actually kind of waiting for that i was disappointed that that didn't happen i was like yeah. we go again and <laughs> i would have won 250 dollars if um the <laughs> That field goal, if the if yeah. the Bengals would have kicked that field goal, because I had I had three three in my Super Bowl square um, for the fourth quarter, so I would have uh, I would have cashed in, but it wasn't to be. Apologies to Mark Goldberg and the Bengals. Um, it was a it was a great NFL playoffs, possibly one of the best ever. And and despite the match, max the alleged max match fixing, I think we all had a good time. Um, now, while we still have Kevin, let's take a look, if, if no one minds, let's take a look at our prop bets. Um, Did you write them down? I wrote them down. <clears throat> oh, nice. Okay. Um, so you have them written down somewhere? Let's go, through Kevin's, let's go through Kevin's picks right now, because while we have him, um, Kevin, you picked heads on the coin toss. That was correct. Um, you took the under on the first half total score of 23.5. It was actually 23. So you got that right. Uh, Joe Burrow TD. Um, you, everyone took over 1.5. It was actually under. He only had one TD. He had um, 1.5. I actually took 1.5. <laughs> more completions. Um, Stafford, you got that right. And uh, more TDs thrown. You took Burrow, and that was incorrect. So um, you had a, a mixed result there. Um, anybody who, if anybody had taken a non-QB throwing a TD, that would have cashed in. And anyone who had the over on Burroughs number of sacks, uh, you would have won that bet because he was sacked seven times. Did I win the uh, mixed, missed after, point after? <laughs> that goes to Lucy. <laughs> So um, we will save the other folks' results for when Dave joins. But um, Kev, yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think I think just think overall, I think I think there was something about that game in the second half that was extremely boring, and I, I, it was because <clears throat> I don't know if it was like futility versus you know um, good defense or you know what I mean. It seemed a little bit more just everything was not 
clicking for both teams for the majority of the second half. Well, I mean, if you look at the fact that the Rams lost Odell Beckham Jr. on that terrible ACL play, and then when Burrow got injured and went off, um, if you, you heard the commentator saying, like, they're not going to do anything where he has to scramble, no deep drops, right. he's doing a short drop. And so they're, both offenses became very predictable. Um, they could easily double coverage, uh, double coverage uh, Cooper Cup for the rest of the game. Um, with mostly success until that final drive. I mean, that throw that Stafford made across the middle into traffic um, that they kept showing to Cooper Cup to keep that drive alive. I mean, that was kind of a miraculous drive, and you can't pin that on the refs. No, and also, I mean, I think the Rams could not run the ball to save their life. Right. Until I think they they got more yards. I don't know if it's for true. I think they had more yards on the end run, you know, the – the last drive than they did the rest of the game. And if you guys, if you go on Twitter and I'll send it to you guys, <laughs> there is, it, there is like a short video of, um, uh, of a Stafford throwing to the middle and he doesn't actually right. look at his target. It's amazing. It is kind of amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like 30, he's like looking 30 degrees or more to the right. And he throws the ball right into the guy's chest. It, it was the it was the exact same pass that the the 49er dropped. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't look. Yeah, they've been talking about his no look passes all day yeah, exactly. on ESPN. No Stafford, I no, mean. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean it. It's it's fine, but I mean I I still think that there's just way too much, um, too much wanting the Rams to win. Even Chris Collinsworth was playing it up during the broadcast. It, it's just because it, it's, it's evident that the NFL really wants to have a, a stronghold in LA because for all the money reasons and everything else. So I just think that, you know, it's just, it's just kind of, kind of sad that they, they would go to that lane to do it, but they probably, who knows, but it well, was kind of suspicious. You're saying a lot of things at one time. We know the yep. NFL wanted to get a team back in L.A. Correct. Uh, it's a major television market and major sports market. So, of course, they went above and beyond to build that stadium to get the Rams. They accidentally got the Chargers, too. Um, mm, not accidentally, but. W- what I'm saying is, like, they didn't know if they it's like um, it's like when you do in vitro fertilization and you accidentally get twins because you're like, well, one of these is going to happen. And then you boom, you got both. So, um, anyway, you don't, you don't have to take the two. <laughs> We're not, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying is all of the things you're saying about the NFL bending over backwards to get a team in LA and to get the Super Bowl in LA, fine, that's all true. But I don't think the refs were on the fit on the take, it looked like a clean game. Mm, I just think that the if the NFL's can go to all those measures. I don't think someone throwing some extra flags here and there is above and beyond the $2 billion they spent to build the stadium. I mean, that, that, that non, the, that holding call, I mean, I'm just looking at it right now. That's really bad. There's no way that's defensive holding. He barely touched him. Yeah. Like, we remember the guy blocked the pass mm-hmm. at the end zone. Yeah. For the, yeah. yeah. That was, that was not, and that's the, that's the main call I'm talking about. Because, yeah. Because that was an amazing play and you negate an amazing play with a really bad referee involvement. And, and and so, and that, and that's my point is that you get into these situations and all of a sudden 
things just, you know, flags are flying. Uh, NBA is notorious for this because the NBA does it all the time with calling fouls and not calling fouls. And it's one thing to let teams play and you let them play. But it's another thing to let teams play and all of a sudden you're not letting them play. That's and when it when it's crucial, that's weird and suspect. Ab? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't watch enough NBA. To, I mean, it looks like they're always fouling in the NBA, but well, they call they call them. They, they there's certain games where there's all of a sudden lots of fouls in the NBA, and other games where there's no fouls called, even though the fouls are happening. You know, right? Like and they're of, like, oh, they're letting them play. The referees they put away his yeah. whistle for tonight. Yeah, yeah. And and it seemed like in the Super Bowl they were saying that early on. They're like, oh, they're letting them play, right? You know, we know there was that one call that was missed because there was no one to see it, and it's not reviewable, but. They were letting them get away with a little bit more. There was even a play on Burrow where um, I thought that he there was I thought there was a late hit on him. Mm-hmm. Um, even that play where he got hurt was kind of a suspect play because what happened to the rule of not you know they, they had his legs and then they hit him, right? And th- I think that's a penalty and they didn't call it. And it's like it's like and that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Is you, it becomes very suspect when it becomes kind of well, we're going to call it here, but not call it there. And then we're going to, you know, let this one slide, but not this. And then all of a sudden, oh, we're, we're throwing three flags on one play. Just weird. So, mm. and like I said, I, I think it's a direct correlation. If you're spending X amount of money and then your team loses with all their fanfare and, hey, in our house and, and all the, the halftime show, which, by the way, was paid for by Dr. Dre. And that's another thing, how cheap the NFL is. Dr. Dre had to pocket $7 million out of his own money to pay for that halftime show. Really? And buy, and also purchase a suite. The NFL doesn't give anything to anyone for the halftime well, show. Well, Dr. Dre has got all that Apple money, the Beats, the Beats money, so I think he's doing fine. Yeah, but so is the NFL, and they're not going to pay, and they're going to have someone work for free, actually work like a sharecropper and pay the play? That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I actually thought they fixed that, right? Because this was this has been an issue for the last three three years, right? Because I, I forget. It's been going on, yeah. Where they're just like, I'm not doing this for free because they're all just like, well, you get all the exposure. And it's just like, well, I don't need the exposure. Yeah. <laughs> you, should, you can still pay me for, like, I'm putting on a show for you. And this is a huge deal. Like, well, why he, wouldn't he? He threw, a seven, he threw a $7 million block party in his old neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that has nothing to do with the NFL, though. That's, that's no, not at all. <laughs> well, I thought um, I thought the the actual performances were fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh, I yeah, mean, no, you can imagine like a more West Coast celebration um, in the you know for the halftime show. You had Kendrick, yeah. you had it, Snoop, Dre. I mean, it was it was just top notch. Pretty good, yeah. Although I heard from the kids on the street that they weren't into it. Who were the kids? Like kids in my son's <laughs> school. Basically everyone younger than us. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I mean, look at these guys. It's like, we know them all, but like, I mean, maybe Kendrick Lamar is an exception. But these yeah. are pretty old school, older rap stars. It's just right. not, not like, my, my kids are like, they were not interested at all. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 Oh. Well, it was one for and, the Gen Xers. You know, we haven't gotten and, too and, much. So the Gen Xers got one. And right. the other quote was that the set looked like something that was cut out of a mall. 
<laughs> yeah, it was. A, I'll have to go with that. It was a bad set. Yeah. Oh, I, like I said, so I like the cars. Yeah. I like the- my, my wife was like, I mean, and she's right. She's just like, okay, well, so basically they're performing for one side of the stadium. It's like, yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> it was like, you know, usually they try to make an attempt to like, you know, open it up. So like both sides, it was like, one side just got like white walls and like on the roof of one of them bouncing up and down for 20% of the time. Well, like, hopefully they had a pretty good big screen deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at this. Maybe maybe this is what happened. They said, okay, somebody go design the set for the Super Bowl halftime performance. And someone like went and built out of foam core. They took like foam core board and they built the set and they're like, that's perfect. Go do that. And it was a misunderstanding and they accidentally built it exactly yeah. like the foam yeah. core model. I think it was the foam core. You see when the sides came off? I forget what came out of it, but <laughs> There was like two pieces came flying off the side, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" It's like this is kind of like Zoolander, like, where he, you're actually like building the model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was great. I mean, you know, the no, dancing. It, it was. It was yeah. uh, Snoop's out here doing a crip walk. I mean, yeah. it was legit. And... I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I can tell you right now, my kids are like, "I don't know who these people are," and it's like, "I don't know who is." This? Why is that guy hanging upside down? Yeah, exactly. Who do we, who's a, who, who do we want for next next year's Super Bowl? Next, who's your pick for next year's Super Bowl halftime performer? That's a good question. I, I hopefully part tar and feathering of Roger Goodell, but. Uh, <laughs> Probably not gonna happen. I mean, Sasha, we we our favorite uh, Dua Lipa. Dua is Lipa, probably, yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Hits, right? <laughs> where is it next? Do we know where it is next year? Because they always try to tie something. Uh, who's, building, <laughs> who's building a new stadium? Anybody? I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't I mean, know where does it Vegas is. have Vegas probably wants one, right? Maybe maybe it is Vegas or or oh, somewhere yeah. in Florida. I think you're right. It's Vegas. Super wow. Bowl Fifty Seven. Um, uh, no, it's gonna be in in Arizona. Okay, there you go. Arizona. Oh, okay, all right. Um, okay, well, that'll be fine. Uh, but um, I, when they play Vegas, so I'll have the over and under on how many people get arrested uh, associated with the NFL during the, the the Super Bowl week. I'll take the over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will. I'm with that. So, so okay, we're going to talk about sports at all, or just <laughs> Sasha, well, no, we were talking, we're talking first? NFL, which is, uh, or I, as I like to say, NFLA, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, who's, uh, who's got an Olympics bad. update for us? Um, well, I mean, I have been paying somewhat attention, I haven't watched all the performances, but, um, the Americans have been doing much better in the gold count, I think we're fourth. Last time I checked. So slope style, all those big air events, they're doing well. Um, the Americans may win uh, either gold or silver for the group um, figure skating. We won't know until after the Olympics. Why is that? Gator is still being accused of, of taking uh, oh, right. steroids. Oh, right. That's a crazy story. And they're, they're letting her compete, which is really, well, to me, is super weird like i don't it, i don't get it like she should but, be but didn't, didn't they say that if she finishes in the top three they're not going to give anyone the medals until yeah. until they decide until what happens so there won't be like a ceremony you, you know how shitty that is like some, for some of these these athletes this is the only or the last olympics that they're going to be at 
I think even like one of like the ice dancing couple, it's their last Olympics. So they won silver as a team, but they don't get to have a medal ceremony because the Russians for the sixth Olympics in a row has been caught um, taking doing drugs. (laughs) This is incredible to me that they're letting the Russians get away with it. I don't even know why they're in the Olympics to begin with, right? They're still they're still there, except they're just not called Russia. I, I just this is I don't know what to say. It's it really sucks. Like, and it really also takes all of the air out of watching. And it's like, well, why do I care? Like, they're not going to announce the winner, even if they do decide who wins, because it all could be nullified because she she will have been disqualified because she was uh, taking uh, drugs in December. Yeah, they're almost better have the ceremony and then later, you know, if she gets kicked out. Yeah, you know, at least the other people got their recognition. Yeah. Or Pretty do crazy reverse, stuff. Do the reverse. Give the Americans the gold, and if they win afterwards, you know, great. But you know what? It's just because of you that you don't get to have the ceremony. So you get the gold medal, which I think is kind of shitty that the Americans win the gold and they have traded in for silver. But at least they get a, a, a medal ceremony out of the deal. Well, let me um, let me uh, give you a counter example. Um, we all know about the offsides rule in soccer, um, how you know, they, or other types of VAR situations in soccer, the referees and the lines people are told, let play continue and then let the course of play happen. And then if you need to review it afterwards, fine, but don't blow your whistle. And then it's like, oh shit, they were actually onside and that would have been a goal. But no, you blew the play dead. Let the play continue. See if it would have been a goal. And then you can review that very close call at your leisure. So that's kind of what they're doing here is they're saying, you know, we don't even know if this is a thing. So they can compete. It's, um, it's an individual sport. So it's not like her performance is going to impact anybody else's performance. So, um, so you know, do the competition. And, you know, if, yeah, if but you, you see ha- Rossi in soccer they review it and then two minutes later they know yeah. what happened it's right. not I it's get not that. like you're going to delay the ceremony by an hour yeah they're not uh, they're not going to have it at all right it's just like yeah. oh oh i don't know if he's off sides we'll call the game off and yeah. decide and maybe we'll start it up i don't tomorrow. know I, if someone said you can take the go- you get the gold medal but you don't get the medal ceremony but you might get a celebration at the airport when you arrive home like this is a COVID era. People are getting used to being disappointed about no victory parade or no this or that. Like, they'll still take the medal rather than, you know, than not have a shot at the medal. Yeah. Well, and then so the other narrative, I, I actually do have to go in a little bit. The other narrative, too, is, is that a, a Chinese snowboarder um, won uh, gold in slope style in the big jumping on, on that end, which nice. is... Great, not good for the U.S., but it was a surprise win. Nice. Um, also, for the half pipe snowboarding, that one Japanese kid. So, if you guys get a chance, like look look for him. Like the one guy who I think he did win gold medal. It's his first and second runs. The first run where he actually goes 23 feet above the, the lip of the half pipe. Wow! Which is the highest ever in the Olympics. It is stunning how high that kid goes. Like Karen and I were watching, I was like, whoa. I mean, it just I was so scared for him and he just nailed it. It's really mm. crazy. So if you well, do you have his name or anything? 
I cannot remember his name, no, but you, I mean, it, it's, it, there was only one men's uh, half-life, but you should definitely. Um, Japanese yeah. snowboarder? Yeah. I, one was, other update. One other update. The women's hockey team is going to the gold medal game with Canada, as was easily predicted. Nice. So that's uh, Thursday. Okay. I'll watch that. Sure. I'll always get a good team, but match. Canada... I w- I'm actually going to take have to Canada on this. Yeah. And then the other narrative, and then I have to go, is also Michaela Schifrin is just, she's, you know, she has the combined event, but she did the downhill and she didn't even come close. I think she was. Oh, like, no. Right? So it was definitely not a great Olympics for her. But That's too bad. What happened? Well, her, we heard about, so her dad got into a, uh, he fell in their house and fell so hard that he ended up passing away. So she only recently came back. Um, mm. I just, it's, I don't know, you just kind of have to be in the right mind space. And, and I think that, that these things tend to snowball. That's one of the reasons why I like the Olympics, because it's like falling is such a fundamental element to being successful while not falling. And it's just it, there's such a high level of technical skill that you have to have. And if you're not 100%, you're not going to do well. You know? And she's really aggressive when she is making her turns. Right. If you're, if you're not at 100%, you pay for that aggression. Like one slip up. Right? Does know? she have any more races or she's done? So it, it, it's an event called the combined where you do slalom and then a downhill and it's the combined time. So it right. actually, you know what I mean, it's, it's like two very different skills that they, they do in one in one. Uh, well, not one race. One event. But uh, if what they're telling me in my ear is correct, she won a silver in that event at the 2018 Olympics. She did. So something for her to look forward to. Let's go yeah. to Michaela. Come on. Yeah. All right. I have to run. Thanks, everyone. How about these basketball trades? Okay. I, I got to leave, too. Okay. Whoever needs to drop off, drop off, okay. and then we'll talk Bye, in guys. Take care. Okay. Okay. Bye. We lost Ka- we lost Sasha, we lost Kevin. Ke- it's me and you, Rossi, and we need Dave then. We need Dave we need Dave to join. But um while we wait for Dave, um there have been a lot of there's been a ton of movement in the NBA. The the marquee that everybody is talking about, of course, is James Harden going to Philly and uh Simmons coming to Brooklyn. So uh that 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 was a blockbuster, but um, and Seth Curry. Oh right, yeah, you're right. So yeah, the the Nets got a lot better, and does does Philly get better? I don't know. Uh yeah. I mean Ben Simmons was like not even playing for the Seventy Sixers, right? Like, um. He was I don't like, know anything about seventy sixers. I I don't think I watch any of their games. So, well, I guess I'm speaking out of I'm speaking out of class here. But um, he had like you know he had a terrible playoffs last season, um, and um, he took he took a ton of heat in the press and from his team and everywhere. And like I think he just didn't didn't even want to play for, for Philly this year and uh, hasn't played. And so now that he's been traded, he's kind of looking for a fresh start with the Nets. 
and he, like he's not even really in game game shape right now. Is so, this the guy that's a big defensive specialist? Right. Yeah. So um, we got to see like when he's actually going to join the Nets because uh, you know they they need some help at the time of that trade they had lost ten in a row. I don't know if um, I guess they won the other night, but at up until then they had lost ten in a row. So the Nets are like in danger of not even making the playoffs. Yeah, they'll probably blame it all on Kyrie. <laughs> I mean, see, this is the thing: is like everybody gives the Rams credit for going all in, trading draft picks, trading prospects, um, and you know when it when it works out. It's great. You won the Super Bowl. But the Nets are an example of what happens when you go all in and it goes wrong. You know, they they leveraged the farm. They gave away a ton of like fan favorite players to get KD, to get Harden, to get Kyrie. They, you know, they went for the you know, the big three winning formula. And they haven't even all been on the court together for more than like game or two. So it was a complete shit show. Yeah, well, sometimes you got too much talent. Or too much of uh, the same type of talent. Like, you know, you, if you've yeah. got a guy like Harden who needs Can't to... Can't have three great quarterbacks. Right. On um, your team. So, yeah, it was... Uh, we shall see. Um, I have to confess, I haven't been paying as close of attention to NBA as I have to college basketball. But... Uh, but uh, you know we're he- we're heading into the business end of both the hockey and the basketball seasons, and that's when that's when it heats up, and that's when the excitement happens. Any uh, UCLA update? Woo! Uh, if you want to go there, oh boy! I well, mean, you're the one who wants to go there. <laughs> I, the UCLA USC game on Saturday night was one of the most disappointing, frustrating. Uh, uh, Wendy uh, had to like, like talk me off a ledge. I was like, I was a mess Saturday night because um, UCLA lost by three, but they're, Uh. they're, they're shooting in the second half in particular was just abysmal. You see USC is not as good as us. They're not even in the same bracket they're a tier or two below but it just continues like that narrative of like you know teams just get up to play us they they uh you know they bring their a game their a plus game when they face ucla because um you know we're we're good again and we're you know we went to the final four and like everybody's ranking us in the top 10 well now we've dropped down to 16 because we lost three out of our last four of teams that like prepared for us, they game plan for us, and UCLA is just kind of like, you know, drifting. Well, that the- must be a little bit on the coach because you know he Absolutely. knows what you know. He's like these teams are coming in; they're going to play hard, and we've been here's what we here's what we have to do to beat them. Here's their weak spot. Right. Here's why they're not that good. They no. don't do this, but then all of a sudden. You know, if somebody's shooting 55, 60%, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're unbeatable. I mean, if Jules Bernard is going to make one of 10 from the field, like that's not on the coach. 
um, if a guy's going to go one for 10 and Johnny Juzang is going to go two for 11 or whatever, like all three of our, our big scorers had awful nights. Tiger Campbell single-handedly kept us in that game. So I don't, I don't blame Cronin necessarily for this loss because um, he did, he made a lot of the changes that all of us were calling out for. He, the, the offense is moving the ball more. Uh, you know, he's rotating scores in. He, he got Jalen Clark back into the action. So, and he's playing Miles Johnson a lot more, who's getting a lot of uh, offensive rebounds. So like Cronin is Cronin put the people in a position to do, to win the game. This game, they just shot like crap. Well, um, that's, you can't do anything about that. That's yeah. what happens. You have a bad shooting day. It's like you're playing golf and you can't make a putt that day. You're just not going to win. That's you're a, talking about my day, no, my I'm, day on Saturday. Well, the PGA too, you know. Oh, yeah. Went to a playoff this week, three-hole playoff. Came down to the, you know, came down to the end. Guy missed a little short putt to win. They went right. to a playoff. And then on the third hole, the other guy missed the putt. And he lost, Cantley lost, and Scotty Schiffer won because he made a long one and the other guy missed one about half as far. And the guy who originally missed the short one ended up, you know, in regular time, ended up winning after all, which is mm. how it should have been. And right. It was his first win and, you know. Okay. So well, it was exciting. Good. Yeah. That was good. It's funny so, how we decide who to root for over the course of an event, you know. I think I changed back and forth between the Bengals and the Rams like three or four times. I was like, oh, let's get the Bengals to win. And I was like, well, it's good for L.A. if L.A. wins. Like, you know, I yeah, I really couldn't care less. So, um, Hey, what's going on? You got me? Hey. Hey, Brune. <laughs> Coming late to the party, buddy. I just got the I, I just, I'm in the bar having a glass of water and uh, I just got the thing. Nice. Well, um, we want to congratulate you on um, taking <coughs> taking Cincinnati in the points. Uh, you predict you you almost predicted the exact score. You said 24-21, and it was twenty three twenty. I was off so, a point going this either way. Yeah. So I was right there. Yo, oh, yeah, you would have cast your ticket. Yeah. How did you feel about the game overall? I would have cashed both tickets. Yep. How did you feel about the game overall? You know, it, I liked it. I was glad the Rams won. It's exactly the way I wanted it. The, the, the bet, if I would have bet, I would have won. The Rams won. It was an excellent uh, – yeah, Cooper Cup, he deserved MVP. I mean, he won the game. That last drive, what did he catch? Four passes? Yeah, something like that. And like yeah, he caught and also that run, that run running pass one. Made that great first down. Made made the touchdown and they called it back. He went back and made a touchdown again. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. He was good. So, Uncle Bruce, just to review your prop bets, um, you had tails on the coin toss. That was wrong. You had the under on the first half over under. It was um, 23.5, and you had the under was actually 23. 
Um, you so had you had the under on Joe Burrow. Um, no, you had the over on Joe Burrow with uh, the TDs, so you missed that. But you had Stafford on more completions, and you had Stafford on more touchdowns. So you did pretty well on your prop bets as well. What did I get? Three out of four. Three out of five. Three out of five. Yeah. Oh, I missed the coin toss. Coin toss. <laughs> coin toss. Yeah, Ab, you did get the coin toss correct. You were incorrect on the first half over under, incorrect on Burroughs TDs. Um, you had Stafford. Um, so you were also three for five, Ab. So it's a push. Yeah. Okay, it's a push on the prop bets. Yeah, aside from that. Well, um, there's not only hockey to talk about from Chicago. The Blackhawks are playing really bad this season. Yeah, yeah. you know, I haven't Baseball been following. started. Baseball hasn't started. I mean, maybe, maybe when uh, baseball starts, we can. Yeah, I'll have to follow. Tom, what do you think of this deal in the golf, where instead of playing on the PGA, they're getting paid to go play in Saudi Arabia and shit? Uh, well, you know, it's capitalism. Nicholson and and those guys got over a million bucks just to go play. Well, if people will pay you to to watch you. Why not? Yeah, you know, they get in. A, they're they they're taking those appearance fees. There's a whole bunch of them. DeChambeau, yeah. Bubba Watson. Yeah. They well, all went to, went and, and took appearances fee, fees a million up to three million dollars. If people will pay, if people will pay you, and you're a good yeah. player. Why I mean, not? I don't know how closely you guys follow the cricket, the cricket world, but um, that's essentially the business model for cricket these days. That everybody goes to India and plays for six weeks. Then there's a tournament in Australia that lasts for a couple of months called the Big Bash, and like so, these players are playing year round in various competitions all around the, all around. Yeah, the world. I'm Ross. I'm boycotting cricket. <laughs> Why? <laughs> They don't use a round bat. <laughs> they use True. that big flat bat. That's that ain't a bat. That's a club. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I'm just saying that what you're proposing or what you're talking about with um, right. Mickelson and, and playing in other places. That, but I, I just bring it up because uh, a couple of the announcers on, on the Golf Channel uh, were like really really bad down and bad mouthing them well because they don't want they, they you know, don't want them competing with the PGA well, right yeah, because the golf channel has the TV contract for PGA and uh, right but all the announcers are all guys that only they won one tournament you know <laughs> yeah that's why they became announcers <laughs> well it's true Brandel, yeah, the only Shambly guy, and, only announcer who's any good is uh, who was any good was da is David Duval. Yeah, I like him. But the, all those, there's that one share that guy Shambly. Yeah, he won Brandel one Shambly. Yeah, he won one tournament. Uh, who's the, the the American Indian guy? He won one tournament. Yeah, that's uh, he's a friend that said he went to school with Tiger. Tiger Woods. Yeah, he's Tiger Woods, uh, 
teammate at Stanford. Well, not yeah. every great, I'm not every, you don't have to have been great at the sport to be a great broadcaster. Um, obviously, we've seen some very mediocre athletes become amazing broadcasters, uh, Bob Euchre yeah. or, you know. But uh, I guess if, um, you know, if they're, if they're just, you know, criticizing this because it's, it's uh, against the interest of their own network, then it's pretty close-minded. Yeah, well, they're, they're pro PGA, you know, it, they weren't invited for a million bucks to go play in a tournament. Right. So in the, in the golf, the golf channel, you know, need, needs, uh, you know, the players. We, well, yeah, if the top players well, they aren't don't want playing all in the a top weekly guys tournament. Leaving. Yeah, they don't want all the top guys leaving, but. I don't think all the top guys will leave because the the top guys make enough in the PGA. It's the middle guys that don't make that much, you know, the journeyman guys. So, but they don't really have any option. They they won't get paid to go anywhere. So they're kind of stuck where they're at. Well, how Is long have they spent to go? Oh yeah, we've got it's rain raining. Like, it's raining down here. Yeah, it just started raining here because I came outside. I left my glass of water on the bar. I hope so. Like no one, I hope no like one. Hail really. and snow in Pasadena. It, what in Pasadena? There's like hail and snow in Pasadena. Really? Yeah, it's like a freak storm coming through. Wow. So. All right. Well, it doesn't look like we're going to get Dave. So um, let's wrap things up and we can re we can have a, a special Dave episode later this week if he's available. Um, yeah, sounds I listened, good. I listened to your edited version. I sent <laughs> you a message. I don't, I don't know if you got the message or not. But I did. Th thanks for inviting me. I, this is always a lot of fun to be included in a, a new the new family thing here. Yeah, you're always <laughs> welcome. And I'm going to uh, have watching uh, god damn it i'm gonna have to start watching baseball yep <laughs> get a radio it's baseball's great on the radio yeah well we'll see i'm not a big you know i miss i miss the cubs being on tv every day you know yeah. well, that's when you, i followed i'll give but you they, my mlb login and you can watch the cubs every day they, they, they did like the Dodgers and they sold, you know, every home and away game used to be on WGN. And now it's on, I don't know what it's on. It's, I think Network. On Fox or somebody, Fox Midwest. Yeah. The Cubs actually started their own network like the Yankees have called Marquee. So, yeah, they no? the, the okay. Cubs went for like a cash grab like everybody else. Yeah. Well, and it. They got to to pay pay the exorbitant p players, you know. <laughs> well, we'll we're, we'll save that for our labor episode um, if we ever do get a get a new collective bargaining agreement. But um, yeah, we'll do that. But uh, we'll be back for all of your baseball input when the season starts back up. So yeah, um, you just, somebody just sent me a picture of Ross and Ross and I in the wood boat. Yeah. <laughs> Rossi, you should get it too. Oh I yeah, no, I have this picture. Yeah, I've sent it before. Yeah, so this yeah, is, this is the infamous picture. trip. That, that's, that's the case of the trip. 
So you figure out who we were. I don't know. 10, 10 and 13, maybe? Yeah, looks like it. I know I, I, I was done wetting the bed by then, so. <laughs> well, how about Ross? <laughs> no, I don't know. I didn't bunk with Ross. I know <laughs> Vince and I were okay. Cousin, cousin Vince. Oh, he went too, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, why he, didn't you go on this trip? Well, because I went to the golf tournament with my dad. Oh, okay. So because they didn't go golfing, so they went on a fish fishing trip. And you were probably working, weren't you? I working? was working because it was I think it was during the summer. You must have been sixteen. Where you where were you working? At the ice cream store? Well, I was working oh, at the ice no working at company Guardian Light. Yeah, Guardian Light Company. Well, you had to make a living, right? So yeah. I got Johnny Bedorvich, sure. all sorts of gifts. Oh my god, look who's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Hey. We're trying to sign off. Here. How's I'll it going, say goodbye with you. In a minute? I'll say goodbye with you. Yeah, uh, it's good. I was just uh out on a little hike in the neighborhood, so I missed you. Were you with the but, dogs or by yourself? Left the dogs at home. I wanted to enjoy it. It's not raining there, is it? It's it was pouring. a little. It was a little. It's pouring here now. Oh, I'm, really? It wasn't pouring wet. here now. Sprinkling a little. Um, but uh, it was windy. It was very windy. All right, Uncle Bruce is signing off. All right. All right well, Bruce. I love you, Uncle Bruce. I gotta if go because Nancy's say, got dinner ready. Okay. Well, I'll oh, finish Ram. up with Dave real fast. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Love Talk you. to you guys Bye. later. Okay. See you, D. Bye, Albert. All hey, right. Rossi, how you doing? Good. How are you? Um, Good. Thank you for joining. Um, I'll oh, fill yeah, you no. in on. Uh, I'll fill you in on the discussion we've had so far. Okay. We uh, we talked about the Super Bowl. Good. The consensus was that it was a good game, but that it wasn't necessarily as thrilling as the playoffs had been up to this point, um, which I agreed with. Um, okay. Kevin. Kevin brought forth the notion that somehow the fix was in for the Rams. <laughs> sour grapes. Sour <laughs> grapes. He's just all about sour grapes. I wanted to join so I could tell him how sour his grapes were. Right. Well, you're joining well, now. Well, I'll tell him now. Okay. Basically, that last drive was sensational. I called it out when I was hanging with, you know, Binder and King and Ash and Danielle. Um, I said, we need to burn some clock and win it on this drive. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. It was Although, a great final drive. Cincinnati had the ball with a minute and a half left. They could have, they could have done something either wanted or tied it on that drive. If Rams D hadn't held then Yeah, they probably would have, but uh, you know, the Rams had them. a good D I'm still here. I thought Nance was home with the takeout, but she's not here yet. So. All right. Well, uh, if you're part of the sour grape squad, then we'll no, have to. No, I was, I was on the other end of that. Okay. Yeah. I that was, uh, that, that was a great finish. Great Super Bowl. And as an LA and Ross, you now are too, you know, fan. Um, it was a great day. It was a great day. Good I agree. For Good for us. I thought. Couldn't celebrate it nearly as much as a Chargers win, of course, and not, you know, acting like I would, but, you know, LA, Rams, let's do it. I They've never done me no harm. I think that's pretty much where I came down as well. Like, you know, um, 
and the the fireworks were minimal. Yeah, um, Cooper so, Cup. <laughs> You're talking fireworks. F- the yeah. fireworks level in Highland Park was a, probably about a a two out of ten, with yeah. um, New Year's Eve being a ten, a Dodgers World Series being an eight. Um, right. This was like a two. So yeah. this was this was almost similar to just like you know. just a normal night. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's not a lot of uh, Rams fans that have explosives or maybe there are i actually don't know but i just think there aren't a lot of rams fans there might be after this win but right now there's just you know it's the the team hasn't really like fully embraced them yeah well if you don't come away from that game watching it a cooper cup fan then i don't know what you're what you're looking for because that guy is a hero i mean he got his bell rung like so freaking hard like minutes seconds before that catch i mean if that had happened to me i would probably be dead <laughs> maybe I mean, he, honestly i mean he got hit so fucking hard in his head and just kept on going gotta give that guy credit um but yeah great day cooper cup lots of fun and yeah you know what if you don't like that then you're just an la hater and we have lots of them we're okay <laughs> with it we're not worried about it and uh you know there you go. That's sort of my little encapsulation there. Could have stretched it out if I was arguing with Kevin. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that would have lasted a while. Because I'm arguing with a, yeah, an absent foe. But um, anyways, I'm, gr- I'm glad I got to join. Yeah. Um, sorry, we, yeah. Um, sorry we couldn't join you on Sunday. That's okay. Um, we wanted to be there, but uh, we made the uh, decision to just play it safe. Um, Understandable. Yep. But well, uh, uh, we was pretty. It was pretty small. It was just me, you know, the four of us, Dave and Danielle. That was it. Yeah. Um, but Ab and, uh, I, it was cool. uh, Ab and I had a nice golf match slash Fidel's um, lunch with Nance. Nice. Um, which was it was very probably, nice. Very nice day. The the um, I think they've actually Fidel's has actually gotten better. Over the years, I don't remember being the Chili Reno ever being that good before. Really? Maybe they brought was... in a new executive chef. <laughs> <laughs> we all had the same thing. It was good. Oh, you all had Chili Reno's? Yep. Wow. I, I would never think to order that. That's really bold. That's cool. Well, because they serve it the same way they do the burrito. They, they, um, they serve it with rice and beans and... Um, that kind of orangish sauce over the top, like they do on a wet burrito. Yeah, um, the enchilada sauce. No, it's yeah. not the enchilada sauce. It's the burrito sauce. The enchilada sauce like is like a deeper red burrito. Yeah, the enchilada sauce is like a deeper, darker kind of brick red. This is like a an orangish kind of sauce. And yes. It's, yes. And uh, then of course the, uh, the classic the, uh, taco sauce. The classic Fidel's. Um, chips under the broiler with the cheese on the side you get a couple of those with every combo plate love those melted cheese chips oh yeah and you know two or three that's all you need um and it's just the perfect restaurant i think it's my favorite so i wish i wish fidel's would sponsor this pod jesus i you know that would be the get of all gets (laughs) ab and i were talking to the waitress and she she was telling us tales. 
Well, if we started like a softball team, I bet you they would sponsor that. They need something they can hang on the wall. You know? So Fidel's. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I had a wonderful weekend as well. Um, and, you know, heading into a, this, the springtime, I'm excited. No baseball, but that's okay. We're going to get through it. Um, yeah. Should we go to the Cubs sure. game in Arizona? How is there going to be a Cubs game? Isn't it canceled? I don't know. It's got. I mean, isn't that the the whole lockout thing? They can't go. I mean, can they go? I don't know. No, they can't. If they don't work out a labor agreement, then it's going to be canceled. But uh, you know, there's still, I'd say, a thirty percent chance they get back to baseball in time for what is it, May twelfth or thirteenth? No, March. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's only a month away. So March, not even a month, two weeks. Yeah. So I mean, it's can they even tight. get it's pictures ready that fast? Because you'd think like, and even like, if they like agreed tomorrow, they'd still be like, all right, spring training starts April first or something. Like they just would give it like they're now on the delay clock. You know, don't you think? Well, man, yeah. So like, if we I, started on May eleventh, May twelfth, that game is on. You know. Well, Manfred said they only need a week to get spring training games started. Oh, okay. So, well, that's that's good information. So let's count. You know, we'll count a week back, and if it's if it's still going, we'll uh, you know, we should con. You know, uh, just chart the journey on this podcast of us going. You know, real life implications. I told you know? Ab. I told Ab buy the tickets because um, if it cancels, it cancels, and then um, we if it looks like we can actually go, then we book up the hotels. Nice. Well, I say don't get me one just yet, just because that is sort of that would be a kind of a uh, a bold move work wise. Not to say I can't do it or wouldn't do it, just because you know life's too short and I don't want to miss it. But it would be pretty bold, I must confess, <laughs> to to go out that soon to like a full party Friday, which I think it should be. That's how we have to yeah, treat it. Yeah, right? it would be a full party Friday. You don't want you don't want me out there with my laptop. <laughs> No, but I mean, we were, Ab and I were talking, um, leave LA, 6 a.m., boom, you're in Phoenix. Oh, drive 11 up there? A.m., 11 a.m., you're in Phoenix, games at 1 or whatever, stay the night, the next game Saturday, drive back Sunday morning. Interesting. All right, well, you're, you, know I'm, you know I'm down to party. I like, I like to get after it, so... Um, <laughs> You know, you don't think it'll sell out, do you? Or is it Hell like no. if I don't get a sick a ticket, I'm going to be hosed? If, no, if it's I not going to sell out. I don't think it'll sell out. There's quite a few tickets left, oh, okay. and but there's not that many good seats. But I don't right. know if you really need a good seat for. A I can be game. like, yeah, you know, when they stuck, uh, um, you know, Stephanie uh, Majors, <laughs> or no, you know, the Rose Bowl chick, like way out in the like bleachers that one year. I'll just be like out there <laughs> reporting, reporting from the nosebleeds. Well, look, the All three right, of us have a, out. The three of us haven't Dance done a sure. road trip together since the Fresno Salsa Festival Yosemite trip. And I'll let you go, Ab. But let's just say if any spring training of any kind happens, whether it's the Cubs, White Sox, whatever, even if it's two weeks after this one, we could still yeah. try and go on a weekend that I works like for everybody. Workflow. I like the workflow. I we like could. the. Uh, the sort of return to glory, you know. Yeah. 
salsa salsa part two bring your own <laughs> bring your own merit cigarettes <laughs> bring, bring your own ashtray yeah you know just get into it yeah yeah so let's, that was let's, a great weekend let's decide to make fun. a decision let's agree to agree okay right. i am willing we'll to agree to that soon. i will be okay bye Aber. bye Ab. i'll tell this i'll tell this anyway Ab could still be there <laughs> i will agree to no no he clicked on i will agree to do that at some point during the season, I think that would be fun. During the spring right. training? Yeah, whenever the spring training is. If, okay. if I can. If okay. I can. <laughs> I think a road trip, the road trip is the part that I think part two could be fun. It could be, it could be wild. Who knows what could happen, but, you know. I mean, when was the last time you, me, and Ev set off on the road? Yeah, that was, that was uh, the 80s, the late 80s. That was the, yeah, I was in high school. Yeah, I remember it well in because college. we saw the movie My Blue Heaven when we were in Fresno. Right. So whenever that came out, you can whatever start, year you can the it. Steve Martin movie My yeah. Blue Heaven. Yep. Nineteen ninety. Uh, okay, so I was in college. Oh, nineteen ninety. Right, because okay, we had longish hair. So yeah. Yeah, and then and then also I believe the Jane's Addiction album Ritual mm -hmm. came out that same weekend, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Good memory. Because right, well, we went to the Tower road, Records in Bakersfield. That'll, be our, that's a, <laughs> that'll <laughs> be our road trip for the for the drive. Okay. Hopefully we can we might need to get a, at least two rooms. <laughs> Maybe not three. <laughs> One room. <Might> well. <laughs> One room. <laughs> no kitchen. You get the rollout bed. <laughs> we shared a double. Or something. Yeah, we'll get two bed. We'll get two rooms. Two rooms. That'll be good. Yeah. Adjoining. Exactly. Adjoining, like like on Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Um, All right, brother. Okay, well, that sounds good. All right, well, I love you. Have a great rest love of your day, too. and uh, go baseball. Go baseball. Talk to you later, Dave. So baseball. That's so baseball. All right, everybody. This is your UCLA postgame pregame episode of So Baseball. We are in the car on Monday, driving to Studio City to meet Greg and Binder for a little tennis. And then tonight we got the UCLA-Arizona State game. Payback, let's get some payback against Arizona State who walked us off, court, stormed the court. These petty motherfuckers, the Arizona State fans, at least they weren't as bad as the Arizona fans who were harassing us and got uh, under the skin of a Mac Etienne who then either spit or didn't spit, but I'm, I'm getting off track. Um, so point being, we lost both games in Arizona two weeks back. Tonight we got ASU coming into Poly Pavilion. The Bruins are going to be fired up. We played well against Washington. We played even better against Washington State. Or maybe I've got that backwards. <laughs> the first game on Thursday night, Tiger Campbell didn't play because he, quote, broke a rule. Um, I think this is Coach Cronin just sort of being a hard ass. Um, whatever. It, uh, message received. Tiger didn't play. We didn't need him. Um, the team played well. It was essentially never in doubt but it was it was uh closer than you would like and then on saturday night's game johnny juzang was out 
due to a hip injury, he fell off a motorized scooter, probably zipping down to Westwood Village to go to Falafel King to get a falafel. My That was my haunt during my time at UCLA. Uh, probably the, the best falafel I ever had in my life. By far the most uh, frequent meal in my college career, Falafel King. Uh, anyway, getting back to the basketball, Cody Riley also didn't play. So we had two of our stars, two of our starters out. But it as it turned out, this was a blessing in disguise because Jalen Clark got going, played a ton of minutes, scored over 20 points, rebounds. I mean, the guy was just out of control. Um, blocks, assists. I mean, holy crap. If you can have him or Tiger Campbell on the court at any time, then you can really rotate your bench in. I don't even really care if Jalen Clark is a regular starter, but get the guy 25 minutes per game um, and let him just go nuts when he is playing. Second uh, major bullet point of the game, Miles Johnson. The guy was just out of control as he has been the past two games, swatting everything, rebounding everything, going up like in between three opposing players for offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, um, just out of control. And then finally, the man himself, David Singleton, draining threes, just heartbreakers to the opposition. I mean, hitting threes from everywhere on the court, not quite Steph Curry level, like we saw last night in the All-Star game, but a college version of Steph Curry, just draining threes from all over the court. And so those were your three stars. Uh, no Juzang, Hawkes, Campbell, Cody Riley in the post-game interview. It was three, uh, you know, un, unheralded heroes, new heroes for the Bruins. And then tonight, as I said, ASU rolls into town. Let's do me a favor Let's just kick their ass, okay? We already beat Arizona, so we split the season series with them. Let's just mop the fucking floor with ASU and Bruins uh, student section. When we win, I when we win by thirty, I want a storming of the court. I want an ironic storming of the court as an extra fu to ASU, who looking for a signature win against, you know, a top program, which they got fair and square. I don't hold anything against the players, but screw the fans and screw the students. (laughs) The players, I never, I never take issue with the players because, and this is a longer conversation. um, I think being an athlete, competing in things is hard enough You don't need people taunting you, chanting air ball. Um, I I don't go for that. I actually think you have to show a deep amount of respect for your opponent in any competition. It's one of my tenets of my entire life is like no taunting, no bad sportsmanship. Um, 
it's one thing to be a bad loser and fucking throw your racket or whatever. Like, that's understandable. But at least be a good winner. Um, don't be a prick when you win and taunt the other team. That is just the worst. So, anyway, there's my take, uh, my short take on tonight's game. It'll be on Fox Sports 1 again. We've had a string of games on Fox Sports 1. And I think the game will start around 6.15. They've been tipping off a few minutes late to allow the East Coast games to finish up and to allow the the uh, play-by-play guys to at least do a little short five-minute pregame preview of the game. So look for about a 6.15 Pacific tip-off tonight. That's your Bruins going up against Arizona State. I don't know if Johnny Juzang is going to be back, um, but I do know that whoever plays is going to be fired up because we got embarrassed in Arizona last time. So have fun tonight, everybody. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye.